the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Law Offices of Selwyn Whitehead is a debt relief agency under federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking debt relief under the United States Bankruptcy Code. This is Selwyn's Law. Every week at this time, we get to hear from Selwyn Whitehead. She's not just an attorney at law. Selwyn knows her stuff and doesn't shy away from the truth, even when it's ugly. Her Bay Area practice focuses on helping her clients to manage their wealth through estate and tax planning, to managing their debt through reconstruction or bankruptcy. And now, it's time for Selwyn's Law. Good day and welcome once again to Selwyn's Law. My name is Selwyn Whitehead and I'm a California Bar admitted attorney and I'm also a bankruptcy law certified specialist who's been certified by the State Bar of California's Board of Legal Specialization. And in addition to my JD, I hold a couple of master's degrees in law. That is to say, I am both a master of the laws of taxation and a master of the laws of intellectual property. Now, because of my education, my training, my experiences, my life's observations, and my lifelong interest in business and money and finance and the creation, preservation, and transfer of wealth within communities, and including tribal communities, I primarily practice bankruptcy law. However, I also practice some related fields in my overall financial practice. As to say, I also assist my clients with debt wealth management, estates and trusts, real estate, and of course, taxation law. Now, with these areas of law as my reference point, as they relate to the personal, familial, community and small business financial aspects of our daily lives. I've spent the greater part of the last 40 years, both before and after getting my license to practice law, fighting for the economic empowerment, the economic independence, and the economic autonomy of women and people and communities of color, including indigenous communities. And because I grew up as a military brat and I also helped create a new one with my former military spouse, I have first-hand knowledge of just how hard it can be sometimes financially and economically for our citizen soldiers, sailors, airmen and women and Marines and their families in our sometimes less than patriotic capital-based economic system, especially after these individuals and their families separate from the service. As such, I also proudly serve veterans of all stripes and in all branches of the military. And as I, I just love to share with you the fact that I spent some time, some quality time with both my maternal and my uh, paternal grandmother when I was growing up, um, both of whom survived what I call the four great economic challenges of the 20th century. That is to say, they survived and even thrived during the Depression the privation of World War II, and unfortunately, the systemic racism and misogyny that continues through into our society today. As these women helped me and loved me and raised me and loved me and shared with me the stories of their grandparents who loved and raised them in the post-Reconstruction Jim Crow South, 
And it's out of my great respect and love for and admiration for these women who were always with me in spirit, always there urging me on that when the situation is right, I am sometimes able to at least attempt to vindicate the rights of seniors and those who are disabled uh, who find themselves the targets of and unfortunately more and more the victims of some of the most pernicious forms of financial elder abuse that you could imagine that's running rampant in our society today. So the purpose of Selwyn's Law, in case you haven't guessed it, is to discuss the law related to your money and more importantly and more probably these days than not the lack thereof and your overall finances and what you may need to consider to protect or reclaim or rehabilitate your or your family's or your business's financial health, wealth, and money-related well-being as I understand these concepts in this non-threatening educational forum. However, as always, once again, I must ask you to please note that this show doesn't provide any legal advice, nor am I developing an attorney-client relationship with anyone within the sound of my voice. Instead, this show strives strictly to serve as an educational forum for the exchange of information from me to you that might be helpful to you as you begin your search for more detailed facts that are tailored to your specific set of facts and circumstances and hopefully provide you with at least an overall outline of some of the key issues that you may need to help you seek out and find the qualified professional help I believe you need if you have a legal issue that intersects with your finances, your money, or your other assets, or your debts. You know, I'm pretty happy today. Because even though we're all bearing witness on what may be the beginning of the end of our democratic way of life, I force myself to remain hopeful that enough of us will remain resolute and vigilant and continue our collective efforts to at least attempt to turn back the tide. And it will take all of us because... In my mind, the forces arrayed against us are formidable and well-resourced. And, you know, but we have right on our side. So I have to ask you, urge you, beg you, plead with you to please man and woman your post and stay vigilant. Nonetheless, I'm happy for two reasons today. Firstly, because I've heard from a bunch of you out there in the radio land who have taken the time to offer me your kindness and support and to inform me that even though you don't necessarily agree with my position on a woman's having her right to choose, you do agree that I and others so inclined not only have the right to our own opinions, we have the right to express them, to which I say right back at you. But what makes me even more happy is the fact that I've heard from many of you who have asked me for my help in helping you solve one or more of your money-related problems or to help you understand an issue related to finance or economics. And because I have and have always been and remain a lifelong student of finance and economics, I am happy to oblige whenever I can. Now, you know, the constant theme of the questions I've been asked of late boil down to these these main concepts. People want to know what is going on in our economy right now. They also want to know what is causing this terrible inflation 
and why have interest rates gone up on my credit cards, my bank loans, my automobile loans, and people are threatening to repossess my car if I'm just a couple of days late? And why is the bank withdrawing its commitment to finance our new home? Are we in a recession? And if we are, why? And if we're not, why not? Well, these are all very rational and apt questions because as we all are well aware, we are all living in strange times. So that's what we're gonna focus on today the current state of our economy, how we got here, and when we can move on. <laughs> now, my source materials today are many, of which I want to point out to you three. The first is a great um, video on the Wall Street Journal's website. I've, I've shared with you in the past that I read the Wall Street Journal every day, you know, it's a pretty expensive newspaper and it's very conservative, but it has excellent reporting. And in addition, it has videos and primers and all this other stuff. And it has newsletters that it sends me based on my interest. And um, one of them um, is a, a video entitled How the Federal Reserve Fell Behind on Inflation. And the continuation of the title is the Fed pushed through the biggest rate hike since 1994 in June uh, as it works to slow inflation. Now, the video was written and produced by uh, Dion Rabouin, and I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. It's R-A-B-O-U-I-N, and it was produced on July 26, 2022. And it not only shows and explains the evidence that the Federal Reserve fell behind on the inflation curve and is now uh, faced with the limited tools in its toolbox to make up for the lost time. Uh, the, uh, the article, the video also explains how we got here and what the Fed is doing and trying to catch up. Now, this video is under uh, five minutes but it does a really great job of explaining the situation and it is an excellent primer on the topic. And it can be found at www.wsjforwallstreetjournal.com and forward slash videos. And if you go to the videos, then you can find this video. It was produced on July 26, 2022. And again, it's entitled How the Federal Reserve Fell Behind on Inflation. Um, so that's one of the great sources that um, I, I've used. Another uh, great source is I am a member of a network of folks who are concerned about um, access to capital and credit and other financial tools by the wide swath of our American community, including low to moderate income folks, people of color, women headed households and the like. And one of the great uh, tools that um, I, I use that's sent to me on a regular basis are articles by the Economic Policy Institute, which is a um, nonprofit, nonpartisan think tank uh, that was established in 1986. And it, 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 how it's Spins. I'm not going to say spin, that's not the proper word, but what it does is to incorporate the needs of the various communities uh, about which 
um, we, we all need, those of us who care about public policy need to consider. So when we come back, I'll go into a little bit more detail about my other two sources. But first, we're going to take a short break and I'll see you on, this, on the other side. Bye for now. back to Selwyn's Law. Once again, your host, Selwyn Whitehead. Welcome back to Selwyn's Law as we continue our discussion of what's going on in our economy right now. What is causing this terrible inflation? Why have interest rates gone up on my credit cards, my bank loans, and my automobile loans? And why is the bank all of a sudden withdrawing its commitment to finance our new home? Are we in a recession? And if we are, how do we get here? And if we're not, why not? Now, before the break, I urge you to check out this great under five minute uh, video by Dion Rabowin uh, of the Wall Street Journal, uh, who's a he's an economics reporter there. Um, the, the video is entitled How the Federal Reserve Fell Behind on Inflation, and it was produced by and is on the Wall Street Journal's website. So, again, I believe you're going to have to have a subscription or, or maybe you can get a test run, but you go to their website and look for their series of videos. And again, you want uh, Mr. Rabowin's video, and I've given you the title a couple times. OK, now the other source material uh, of the many that I used to uh, put together uh, today's show uh, but what I wanted to point out to you is an article published on July 29, 2022, on the Economic Policy Institute's website that was sent to me by the Institute's Director of Research, Josh Bevan, who's a PhD, has a PhD in economics, and it's entitled, Not a Recession Yet, the Fed's Overly Aggressive Interest Rate Heights Increase the Risk of recession, according to Dr. Bevan. And you can get this article at www.epi, which stands for Economic Policy Institute.org, and then forward slash blog, forward slash not a recession yet. The Fed's overly aggressive interest rate heights increase risk of recession. Now, just so you'll know, the Economic Policy Institute is a nonprofit, nonpartisan think tank that was created in 1986 to include the needs of low and middle income workers in economic policy discussions. EPI, Economic Policy Institute, believes every working person deserves a good job with fair pay, affordable health care, and retirement security. To achieve this goal, EPI conducts research and analysis on the economic status of working America. EPI proposes public policy that protects and improves the economic condition of low and middle income workers and assesses policies with respect to how they affect these particular workers. So according to uh, Dr. Uh, Bevan, what he says about it, yesterday, um, he's, he's referring to Thursday's data showing uh, negative gross domestic product growth for the second consecutive quarter has sparked a debate about whether the U.S. economy is in recession. 
And then he says that he wants to share a few of his quick thoughts incorporating uh, these numbers. First off, he says we're very likely not in a recession currently, even though we've had two straight quarters of negative gross domestic product growth. The two straight quarter criteria for recession is a rule of thumb. Uh, the more generally accepted arbiter of business cycles in the United States is the National Bureau of Economic Research Business Cycle Dating Committee, which weighs uh, changes in the many economic variables to determine the start and end dates of recessions. The most notable statistic arguing against the view that we're in a recession currently are the unemployment and employment growth. Again, that's the the difference. Normally, if there's a recession, unemployment would go way, way up and employment would go way, way down. That's a missing component in this particular aspect of this purported recession that we're in. Okay, um, Mr. Uh, uh, Dr. Blevin goes on to say the negative growth in the first quarter of 2022 was mostly driven by statistical quirks that hid some real strength in the economy. Specifically, experts uh, um, were quite um, uh, exports, not experts, exports were quite weak and imports quite strong. So things going out of the United States to other countries were weak, while imports from other countries into the United States were strong. But both of these measures can be pretty volatile. Net exports, that things going out of our uh, our country, in the second quarter, for example, were positive and they added to our growth. But if it had been, uh, if he had to choose a measure of the strength of the domestic economy that stripped out the volatile measures that could be introducing noise into the assessment. So um, a professor or, or Dr. Levin would say he chose this domestic demand growth known artificially as final sales to domestic purchasers. And he thinks that this is a better measure of our economic growth. And those, so those are things that we sell to each other in our uh, society as opposed to things going into, coming into our country from external uh, places or us selling things outside. And he says, if you measure that, there was a stronger demand. Okay, then... Uh, Professor, PhD, uh, Dr. Levin goes on to say the weakness in yesterday's report has the fingerprints of the Federal Reserve interest rate increases on it. Before this week, the Fed had sharply raised interest rates by 75 basis points or 0.75 percent, its largest single rate increase since 1994 in its last beating. Interest rate Heights tend to weigh heavily on the business investment and residential buildings. Again, when interest rates go up, it's hard to build new houses because people can't afford the mortgage. This is Selwyn speaking, trying to translate. These were key indicators of weakness in the second quarter report. Business spending on structures and 
equipment contracted and residential investment fell at a faster rate since the pandemic recession in the second quarter of 2020. If you ignore that quarter, residential investment fell at its fastest pace since 2010 on the heels of the Great Recession. So on Wednesday, the Federal Reserve again pushed the rates up by another 0.75% or 75 basis point, a very large rate hike that will layer on top of yesterday's gross domestic product weakness. The Fed may have already overshot and secured a recession in the coming months. This is um, Dr. Bevan's view that the um, Federal Reserve might be pushing us into a recession because of these very high um, um, interest rate increases. He goes on to say yesterday's report showed a significant slowdown in the most relevant price index the Fed should be watching. Core prices stripping out food and energy rose by just 4.4% at an annualized rate, the slowest pace since 2021. So what Dr. Blevin is saying, although uh, interest rates are up to inflation is up to 9.1%. If you actually take out food and energy, which I'm going to share with you in my conclusion, are something that's on the international stage of which there's very little that the American government can do. True inflation, according to this doctor, is 4.4, so half of what? Um, uh, has been reported in the media. That's his contention and something that we all need to consider. And then finally, I want to bring on um, some comments by Steve Ratner. Now, Steve Ratner is a, um, he, I'll just tell you, he is the chairman and CEO of Willett Advisors LLC, which invests funds for former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg's personal wealth as well as his philanthropic assets. So Mr. Ratner is a financial advisor. Um, He is also uh, the economic analyst for Microsoft NBC's Morning Joe's uh, television show, and he also writes for uh, the New York Times. Um, So according to Mr. Ratner, he doesn't think we're in a recession either. Um, he believes that uh, the nation's economy contracted for the second quarter in a row, meeting the common definition of a, uh, a recession. However, he uh, states that uh, there's no question that the economy is decelerating. Uh, that's because we've just come out of a pandemic and then we had this large swath of, of growth people wanting to do stuff after they've been locked away for a long time. But he thinks uh, the outlook is not uh, written in stone, and he believes that there's some good signs in the economy that, um, you know, things are not as bad as they appear on the surface. So according to the three economic experts I researched, one from media, one from the nonprofit community, 
being one from the for-profit community, we're not, not in a recession right now because of a strong labor market, but a continuation of the global inflation caused by the war in Ukraine that has cut off access to less expensive oil from Russia and grain and other food products from Ukraine itself, coupled with China's inability to shut down its version of the coronavirus has put a kibosh on the supply chain. And so we need to work on those things. The good news is our Congress has finally gotten off his ass and is starting to work to remedy these situations. So that's what we're going to talk about the next time we get together. But always in closing here at Selwinslow, we want to stay on the right side of the law, including the laws of economic and finance that help keep our economies afloat. So now, till next time, take care. Bye for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Selwyn's Law. Remember, the law office of Selwyn Whitehead is a designated debt relief agency under the federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking relief under the bankruptcy code. When it comes to your finances and your rights, seek no other than the law office of Selwyn Whitehead. Selwyn is your go-to finance attorney, specializing in estate planning, wealth management, bankruptcy, tax, and real estate law. In other words, Selwyn knows her way around the dollar, and your rights are protected by our laws. Protect your money. Know your rights. Partner with Selwyn Whitehead. For immediate assistance, or if you have questions, call 510-633-1276, 510-633-1276, or go to selwynwhitehead.com. The preceding paid program is sponsored by the Law Office of Selwyn Whitehead, who is solely responsible for its content. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.